All right. Good. Welcome to AMZ Seller Real Talk. Um, this one's exciting because um, I knew that at some point we were going to have the privilege of bringing uh, CEO and founder of Managed by Stats, uh, Philip yeah, Jefferson. stop it. <laughs> That's him. Hi, everybody. Yes. Hello. Curtis Johnson, Justin Coleman. So um, for anyone who's wondering where Jade is, um, she's handling Lorelei at the moment. Mm-hmm. If if the stars align and, um, you know, things go the way we want them to, she'll be back in here any moment. Oh. If not, um, you can see her in the next episode. <laughs> ideally. Yes, ideally, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a perfect world. Um, this one is going to be good because, um, yes, the, I'm sure that we'll talk about Managed by Stats a little bit. But um, what I'm more interested in is you as a seller. Because most of these guys, yeah, sure, they'll benefit a small bit hearing about Managed by Stats and the history and the story. But I think um, the number of different categories on Amazon in which you are a successful seller is probably something that is far more useful for some of these sellers to hear about. And I think that is something that people will really value from. Yeah, absolutely, happy to help. Yeah, yeah. perfect, um, good. So then, I guess, for anyone who hasn't heard, kind of, I guess, your story, not not just your Amazon story, let's go back to, Before. yeah, the, the the greater history of Philip Jepson. How far back do you wanna go? <laughs> <laughs> let's go to when I you were born. born 1973. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, You're not from this, this country? I, I, was, I was born in Denmark. I grew up in Denmark yeah. um, with a short trip. I mean, I was in Denmark till I was 18 uh, with uh, about a year and a half living in Egypt and Lebanon when I was uh, 11, 10 or 11. Um, <clears throat> and I've traveled a lot, um, but ended up um, in Florida in 84. Okay. And... Uh, then I was here for a few years, went out to LA mm-hmm. and was there for about 10 years, then to DC and then I came back down here. And, Where in LA? Um, Hollywood. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. And um, uh, met my wife out there and, and, and all of that and then we moved to DC for, for uh, about uh, six years, okay. six, seven years. And then we came back down here. We, you know, we, we kind of had an opportunity to um, locate the business wherever we wanted to. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got with my partners and we kind of went, okay, we either like California or we like Florida. And, sure. and then we picked Florida because it, it's just way cheaper. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. You know, and we could do it from absolutely anywhere. We were, we were selling um, a wireless internet. There was uh, something called Ricochet. Um, oh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and they, were pi- they were pioneers. I mean, they had little modems that you could put on your laptop yep. and you could, you know, you could be driving down the freeway. Yep. And um, it was a, a phenomenal service. Um, I was living in DC at the time, so. Um, that was I, like on par with when the first cell phones came out. It was like, I'm in the car. Yeah. Talking, <laughs> yeah. and then in the car, interneting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was very cool, and and they were ahead of the cell phone companies. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, they they it was uh, a uh, spread spread spectrum type service, right, yeah. uh, with frequency hopping and all of that. And they were, it was just very advanced. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, the cell phone companies obviously had bigger plans and a lot more money, so they came in yeah. and essentially killed it. Sure. Um, 
But until they did, it was fun. And, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in government agencies in D.C. So I went to the Department of Energy and, Jeez, and uh, you know, I, I mean, a lot of different um, agencies that, you know, wanted to have mobile Internet. Yep, CIA, NSA. I'm yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. I mean, and we definitely got into some some situations where I had to have my my clearances. security clearances and and Jeez. all of that checked out, and you know, mm-hmm. um, they're like, okay, so you are not a Russian informant. This is good. Okay, yes, we can okay. carry on. <laughs> so, uh, so that was fun, um, and um, but then that ended. Yeah. Um, in the early two thousands. Okay. And. Um, and, and suddenly I was like, well, what, what do I need to do now? And, and uh, I jumped from that straight. And because I'd been doing sales in that and, you know, cut, I cut my teeth on selling to the government and, and, and businesses, um, jumped into another sales um, career, which was essentially buying a warehouse worth of Oriental rugs and starting to sell those on the roadside. And uh, so I did that for a number of years. and, and it was. It made a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, it's surprising how much money you can make being yeah. a you know a, a roadside seller. Yeah. Um, but you know you're not with family. You're you're working ten hours a day, and mm-hmm. it's hard physical labor and all of that. So yeah. it was fun for a little while. Make a lot of good money, um, and then I was like, okay, I need to do something. Why yeah, can't I like just stay home? Yeah, the sustainability here is not is not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So then I I came back down here. We were doing all that in Chicago. I came back here and joined a, a high-rise development company. And um, um, uh, became the executive director of that after a, a couple of years. And then that was kind of leading right up to 2008. And then the whole real estate market imploded just yeah. before they broke ground on, on actually building these things. So uh, I mean, I it was good timing because, yeah. you know, instead of, instead of the company losing, you know, 180 million, I think maybe they lost, you know, 15 or something like that. No big deal. Um, you know, I mean, it costs money to get all the planning and all yeah. done, but yeah. once you start, once you break ground, it, it becomes really expensive, yeah. right? And then if you build a building and nobody's buying, that's and it becomes really, problem. really expensive. You yeah. become the bank's best friend. Yeah. They're like, thank you for building this for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then after that, I, I um, um, took a job in a, in a company that does first aid um, and went to China, helped set up a factory for that and all of that and, and kind of, you know, kept my hand in on that. And then we started when when... In, in 2013, I, I briefly kind of went, okay, I'm done with this. Um, went back on the roadside for a little bit, for maybe a year. Same rugs. Selling, selling Same rugs, rugs again, okay. yeah. yeah. And, um, and then I kind of went, okay, I need to get into building something bigger. Um, where I can travel, I can do whatever I want. And still um, work. And still work and, and still you know see family and all of that. Right. right. And that's where I went, okay, I need to be online somehow. Yeah. And now... Now, so you're you're having this realization, you're having this epiphany, right? Now, you hadn't found Amazon yet, though. Correct. So you're you're sort of looking around, getting a feel of the. Yeah, I I took a briefly. I took a job um, working with a, a company that trains chiropractors, okay. and you know, doing their marketing and stuff like that. And then there was just too much politics in mm-hmm. the company, and I just went, okay, I am done working for other people. I'm going to build my own thing. I've done this before. I can do it again. Um, 
and, and that was that was kind of the epiphany was I'm done working for other people, sure. right? And I'm going to find something. So I started looking at okay, um, what can I do? And and mobile apps was kind of a big thing. Um, this was in 2012, 2013. Okay. I, I think that also at the time a big thing was drop shipping websites, custom websites that drop ship products, and you yeah. could build that up. Get them doing multi thousands of dollars a month, and then sell them for twenty, thirty, forty grand. I, I met a guy. I played paintball with him. He's from Germany, and that's what he did. That was his thing. And this was so designed it for other people. Well, he would build it for himself, okay. make it successful, and sell it, sell it off. over and over and yeah. over and over. And this is prior to the time of <coughs> uh, major security issues with with credit cards on uh. websites. Is before the stigma of buying on a website. Yeah. So it's funny because you could almost, and I don't, definitely don't say this in a negative way, but you could almost be categorized as a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. Did you ever do Amway? No. I did a couple of other MLMs. Okay. Um, and I mean, one of them that did you know quite well, yeah. and then it, you know, it fizzled out, but it did fine for me. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've done enough MLM to, you know, make the firm decision that I'm not doing that <laughs> <Yeah>. again. <laughs> You're um, not an yeah. MLM-er. <laughs> no, I mean, MLMs basically, when it... <sighs> For those of you that don't know, that's multi-level marketing. Multi-level marketing, yeah. And, and I don't even and, say and, it in a negative way. No, I, I mean, I, and, and it can be good, and Amway's been around for mm -hmm. a long, long time, right? Um, most MLMs that, you know, don't last for 30, 50 years, like Amway, mm -hmm. um, they tend to pay you for bringing people, other people into right. the MLM. Yeah. And the revenue is not really in the continuation of the business, it really is in bringing people in. Sure. And that has Entry a, and it, like it, that. it has a, a shelf life. Yeah. You know, you run out, I mean, you run out of people that you can bring in there because only so many people are gonna actually fall be, for this. Be gullible yeah. enough. <laughs> right. So, um, so yeah, so I, it's not a, a business model that I feel you're not, you're not really bringing value to the people you bring into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, most people will not do well with it. So you're doing people a disservice, and that's just not a, a way to live. Yeah, right. So uh, yeah, not doing that again either. <laughs> I think you're also probably past that point. <laughs> yes, I'm past that point too. But yeah, no. I, so I I got into the you know building mobile apps, and that kind of went for uh, you know maybe six months or so. Um, and then uh, a good friend of mine introduced me to Amazing Selling Machine, um, which was you know Amazon, and I kind of went, yeah, okay, that you know if she can make that work, I I, I can probably make that work too, mm -hmm. um, you know because this is somebody I trust. This wasn't somebody selling me on something. Sure. That, that, and um, it was like a friend referral more than it was a friendly yeah. referral. And and somebody that I'd known for twenty years, right? So it was okay. This is something that I, I actually trust that the data I'm getting here is real. Yeah. And um, and then you know I, I I went to 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 the website and I looked at the pitch and all of that and showed it to my wife and my wife was like you know absolutely not over <laughs> my dead body yeah. are we gonna do this? Uh, this is very very salesy and you know I had to just kind of surreptitiously sign up anyway. Mm -hmm. um, Meaning ASM's pitch was too salesy for her. Yeah. I see. So, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. And it and was, she was it like, it is. amazing yeah. selling machine that sounds so corny, you know? <laughs> yeah, she was like, you know, you cannot, you, you, you can't take this yeah. seriously, right? And, um, and 
so I waited until I think the last hour of the sign up window, and then I I kind of just went screw it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just if I don't take this chance, I know I will regret it. Yeah. So I don't want to regret it. So sure. I'm gonna try it. Yeah. And hey, it's got a 30 day money back guarantee. It's like how you know I can decide in 30 days whether this is gonna make sense or not. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And that was my introduction to Amazon, and. It went phenomenally well. Yeah, and you that know, was ASM two. ASM two. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and it you know I mean I put a lot of time into it. Being yeah. an entrepreneur is not for the faint of heart. Yeah. It's you know I was working at least eighty hours a week yeah. for the first six months. You well, know? it's interesting because every day that goes by, I have more and more understanding mm -hmm. of kind of like what it's taking. It's now don't get me wrong. I've done MLMs. I've done my own businesses in other ways and I've done everything <laughs> sun, moon and stars. And so it's not like it's more work than something else. But I guess I'm saying this for anyone who's watching this that's like feeling around trying to get an idea of if this is like something for them. This is a business and it's going to take huge amounts of work just like anything else that's a real business that you can yeah. actually win at. Yeah, it's not a job. Yeah. It is a business. Yeah, because I've been, when did we, when did we first start eight nine months ago we first started talking about doing a brand together right and i've been working on it now there was probably about a three month period in there where i didn't do anything but six months of solid working and last time i checked no money's been made on that right right i, I just want to make sure <laughs> it didn't pass <laughs> you by <laughs> I just didn't no, make, we, we've been, we we've been banking but right? you, you haven't been working hard enough so <laughs> So yeah, so just realize that, and you know, I—it's so funny because I, um, my uncle actually started a brand in that time, and he ASM and everything didn't. I don't know that he actually logged into the course, <laughs> and somehow has a pillow on his way from China, and he's starting. And for all I know, he could do absolutely amazing. But so it's not that it has to take six months to get something going, but you know, the the level of preparedness can be very little to very you know great it does and, and it depends a lot on how motivated you are and mm -hmm. you know when I started this um, I had quit a job that was paying me not enough not nearly enough like uh, yeah $800 maybe a week or something mm -hmm. like that or maybe uh, it was it was not very much right yeah. and my wife had a similarly paying job you know so it, it was very little and I kind of went you know this is never gonna do anything that we want to do yep. it'll never get us where we want to go so right. I just need to completely just break and start something fresh and I was very determined and I had to make this work it was like you know okay I need I have college payments for my kid and you know this and that and it has to work yep. and you know and uh, one of the things that ASM, uh, Amazing Sell Machine. One of the things that they kept repeating at the events was no Plan B. Right, um, I remember you know, that. As, as long as you have Burn a Plan B, you know, it's kind of okay for this to fail because sure. I have a Plan B. You can yeah. go to right. But if once you decide um, there is no Plan B, you are going to make this work come hell or high water. Yeah, right. That's where you kind of you know you accept the responsibility of making it work, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, and, and persisting, and persisting, and persisting. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is, I mean, once you are, once you own your own business, there is nobody else. It's not a job where, you know, you know, 
if you don't do your job, somebody else is gonna, you know, they're gonna fire you and they're gonna find somebody else and, yeah. and put them in there. There is nobody else, sure. right? And and that's why it ends up being longer hours as well because you you set yourself a goal and then you go, okay, well, yeah, you know, 30 hours, 40 hours a week, it's not gonna quite get me there. It's not gonna right. get me there fast enough. Mm-hmm, right. So now you put in more time. Right. And, you know, and for six months, I was doing at least 80 hours a week. I was working hard, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, bring, was, it was incredibly worth it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that brings up one of my favorite quotes, which is entrepreneurs are the only people that'll uh, work 80 hours a week to avoid working 40, 40 hours. hours a week. Right. <laughs> and it's totally true. It's totally true. Yeah. It's totally true. So, I mean, yeah. So, if, if you want to start a business, just realize that, one, you have to decide that it's going to work no matter what. Yeah. And... Two, it, it is hard work. Mm-hmm. It's not in my, you know, the two-hour work week thing or four-hour work week thing. Yes. Not, not really for entrepreneurs. I mean, at a certain point, yeah. once you build sure. something up, and then you've trained people, and you've, you know, kind of, you've gone into the next phase where the business essentially it has all the SOPs, it has all the procedures, yeah. and you have people in place, and you're not really running the business anymore. Now it's just giving you profit. Yeah, but you got to you know, get there. You have to get to that, yeah. and and you know, making it profitable is one thing. Yeah, making it so that it runs itself is and, a whole different skill, and stays profitable after that. Okay, right. so two series of questions then. So, question one: So, <clears throat> you started in what date? Not an exact date, but September what of twenty thirteen. September twenty thirteen. Okay, and we're in November twenty twenty, so roughly seven years. Yeah. So, in that seven years, could you literally walk away today? And still have businesses that perpetuate past you yes. walking away. Yes. And still have an amazing quality of life. Correct. Yeah. And and so and, and then the thing is, okay, so do you want to walk away? Sure. Right. right. And I don't know. I, I don't want to retire. I don't want yeah. to go, you know, because Working and having goals is, is kind of what keeps life fun and, and keeps you alive. It's you know having something that you're aiming towards, and um, if you walk away and 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 it's just a vacation mm-hmm. from then on, um, I, I don't know. You have no challenges anymore. You yeah. have you know it, it's. I, I think for me, life would become boring sure. really fast. <laughs> and people who get to that point also typically die sooner <laughs> right because i got nothing I, to live for i just i think it's also in part the removal of the have to factor that's interesting meaning like if you at this point you're doing it for your own personal desire as opposed to you like a guy who shows up to work has to work his 40 hours or he gets fired and if he gets fired he can't feed his children that's a very big difference from i'm doing this because at this point i just love it yeah so that's that's i guess more what i think is special about something like this is you can build up that business to the point where yeah yeah and i think i mean i see people transitioning from you know i just want a job where you know you tell me what to do and i'll show up and Mm -hmm. and i'll do it uh there's a safety in that Mm -hmm. to some degree right because yeah you're not gonna you know your business is gonna go under right most likely i mean most likely it'll keep going because there's a business owner that's gonna make sure it keeps going right um so there is a safety in that, or at least a feeling of safety, sure, right? right? Um, that uh, it could go wrong, and then you have absolutely no control over it. Right. 
when you're an entrepreneur um, and you own your own business, um, one, you're motivated because you can set goals mm-hmm. and, and then you kind of go, okay, how do I get to that and how hard do I have to work to do that and or who do I have to hire yeah, to make mm-hmm. that happen, Yeah. right? Um, you also and, have a support <coughs> network. You can always find a support network in, of other om- entrepreneurs or even like entrepreneurs that if you come into a bind, someone's been there. Yeah, and and, and, can, and they're almost always amazingly <coughs> willing to share. Yes, that's the other thing. There's a uniqueness uh, to this business in that sense because it's not like in real estate or insurance or some other little bit more cutthroat business where yeah. they don't want to give you your secrets because you could be eating their lunch. That's right. This Amazon's so big, it's not even, It's not know. a thing, and also ASM was, I think, it took a very unique approach to this mm-hmm. um, because um, Matt and Jason, who started it, had already they already made more money than, than they needed to make, right? right? right. And, and they kind of started with, you know, how do we help a whole bunch of people do the same? So they started out from the viewpoint of there's an abundance, there's plenty here mm-hmm. for everybody. Right. And the more people that are successful on Amazon, the bigger Amazon will get and the more successful we will mm-hmm. all be. Yeah. So it became, you know, a, a viewpoint that kind of filtered down to that whole membership of, you know, there's plenty and if we help each other, there'll be even more. Right. Rather than, you know, if you're successful, you're taking away my money. Yeah, and uh, it's yeah. still that way. It's I still think. that way, yeah. absolutely. And and I mean, Amazon's going so fast that um, yeah. and we, we have it, kind it continues of a, being that way. And we have a better view than most people that that's the case too. Yeah, sure. So. so then kind of, I guess, in wrapping in the history to now, so understood where you kind of came from. Um, in terms of all your businesses sort of corralled as one, um, where where does it sit? How large of a business enterprise do you have under your belt? Six figure, seven figure, eight figure, nine figure seller. Where where do you kind of fall in the in the mix? Um, it's a little hard to separate out because I have. I mean, I have stuff that's on Amazon. We have sure. wholesale stuff. I have the software business. Um, but we're doing at least tens of millions of year, you know, and uh, and uh, one business in itself is you know many tens of millions really? uh, annually. So so I mean, and most of my businesses um, I don't own outright. Right. Most of them I partner with somebody Which is else, a and I own thing. either a third or half mm-hmm. of most of my business. There's a couple of them that I own outright. But frankly, the ones where I have business, uh, partners are the ones that are doing the best. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I prefer it that way because that way, you know, I'm sharing responsibilities as well, and you know, and and they're really good partners. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's fun, and it's you know, you can play bigger games when you have a group than when you're playing by yourself. Yeah. Well, and I know obviously having the inside skinny on some of this stuff, but um, it's also it's very unique because, like, for instance. I have two kids. You have two kids. You have more than two kids. <laughs> um, you have but, a few more than two. <laughs> the, I, think. I guess where, I, where I'm, my point in where I'm going with this is that um, as a parent, you can't help but innately want to see your children do well. And many of your business partners are your children. Correct. Which yeah. you can't ask for a more, you know, in, fulfilling. In <laughs> 
concept of I'm in a very successful business with one of my children and I don't have to worry about that child for the rest of my life. I did a good job with them as a young child and adult and they're not crazy and they're not running around killing anybody. And now they're financially successful as well. You can't really ask for something better than that no, as a legacy. Yeah. yeah. No, it's awesome. I mean, yeah. you don't have to worry about them and you see them just, you know, building and building and building on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, some of the kids are, you know, partners with me, and some of them are doing it on their own and doing phenomenally well. Right. And, you know, have their own Amazon empires that right. they're building. And, and, yeah, it's it's really nice to see. Yeah. That's awesome. So then, okay, now we're Amazon 2020. So you as a seller, you as someone who has your fingers in a lot of different categories, a lot of different areas of Amazon, what are... What are thing? What is? What would you say is the area that you are most expert in in Amazon? As the business, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. As, yeah. Okay. As a category, no, not or as a category, but like what? What is it that you bring to the table, or what is it that you've become expert on as just a seller in general that makes your businesses do well? I like think, I'm a marketing think, guy, or I'm really good at managing inventory, that kind of thing. Really, you need to be good at a lot of it. Um, so I have spent a lot of time, you know, with with Amazon and understanding how their system works and talking to people inside of Amazon and how do you do this and where is this going, um, and um, getting to the point where uh, when, when Amazon does something that. Um, at first blush may seem this is a huge pain in the butt mm -hmm. and why are they doing this and this is so not okay you mean uh, like apple going to lightning and then going to usb-c or something like that <laughs> yeah well yeah things like that but i mean amazon does um continuously make changes and they yeah. test stuff and they occasionally they'll you know come out with a, a new rule that you go oh my god this is so bad Right. Uh, for my business and you know this is going to take me you know weeks or months to get around and right. blah 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 um, I've gotten to the point where these things don't really annoy me anymore mm. I tend to see them as barriers to entry for other people yeah I'm with I, you I, on that. I know that I can get past them and I also um, have come to see that most of the time these are not Amazon being the big bad wolf that's trying to destroy my business. Amazon has identified some problem like Chinese sellers coming in and, you know, and massively defrauding people with sure. their products yeah. that they have to handle this or people are, you know, uh, massively gaming the whole review system and mm -hmm. they need to handle that. That's right? never happened before. <laughs> never happened. And um and, and these are huge, huge problems for Amazon, yeah. and they have to come up with, you know, smart solutions to them. And sometimes the only solution is, you know, we can automate a solution for this because there's millions of sellers yeah. and there's hundreds of millions of products and listings. And you know, there's no way you can hire enough people in Amazon to go through that. Yeah. So you, they come up with an algorithm that handles a particular problem, right? And inevitably, that algorithm is going to take you know, a bunch of good listings down at the same time as it takes down maybe thousands of bad ones, sure. right? Yeah. And and you end up with a, you know, something that affects your business, you know, at exactly the wrong time. <laughs> and, and it can be very, very frustrating, right? 
but but I've come to That's realize that you know Amazon's actually doing this stuff for a reason, yeah. yeah, right, and they're not trying to kill my business. They are trying to handle a particular problem, yeah. And you kind of need to understand what is that problem, I and mean, then how do I get around that so that I don't look like I'm contributing to this problem? Sure, yeah. That was very softly put. <laughs> well, it's 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 a level of insight that's really interesting because like you have to sometimes people I think lose track on what it takes to win in business in general. Like a lot of people when they go into I'm gonna start a I'm gonna start a business because you know I went to college and I got my MBA and I've studied for years and years the basic principles of business so that I can be successful. That's in a lot of cases to start a empire-like business, that is kind of the level of knowledge you have to have, years and years of understanding of a subject at a yep. really high level. So it's not really too much to expect that you're going to have to do something similar to make an Amazon business successful. you got to become very proficient in a lot of areas. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you have to understand PPC, you know, yeah. the whole advertising platform, you have to understand the advertising platforms outside of Amazon that you can use to drive stuff in there. You have to understand social media now. Yeah. Um, and you have to understand all the numbers of your business. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how are you doing and, you know, how much are you actually making and is, is this profitable or not? And, uh, mm -hmm. If it's not profitable right now, will it be profitable six months down the road? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you have to learn a lot. And um, I, I think after the first year of selling on Amazon, I was doing about 150,000 a month in sales. And I looked back and I went, I can't believe how much I've learned in the last year. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, but even now it's, I mean, it, it continues. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, this is a very, very fast evolving marketplace. Yes. Well, and speaking of that, so we've obviously, as Managed by Stats, been doing a couple like news shows i'm sure some of you guys have seen them but like um it's a recent thing amazon seems to be i'm not i'm not familiar with them oh you're not <laughs> no you, no weird okay you'll have to send me a link yeah i'll send you a link uh, description yeah, yeah. <laughs> um amazon's been cracking down a lot in buyer selling messaging yeah um what where do you think that they're going with this where do you think it's going to stop what is the solution as a seller? What do you what What are you doing to combat this? Obviously, I know that we've got managed by stats, but like looking at it from a seller perspective, where what do you see is uh, kind of the insight on that? There's a, a couple things. Mm -hmm. I think one, you need to be very very proactive in building your customer base yourself. <clears throat> as long as Amazon is the sole owner of that customer base. There's only so much you can do with it. Um, I tend to um, use a lot of inserts mm -hmm. and or, you know, stickers on top with QR codes and stuff like that that um, essentially do either, um, what are they called, uh, manufacturer rebates okay. or something like that to get them to opt in to my list as well, right? Mm -hmm. And um, obviously you have to ask for that and you have to make that worthwhile, right? right? Uh, but if you do, you can build up a list and we have we have brands that have, you know, sizable email lists that we now email to all the time. And um, mostly we will send them back to Amazon, mm. right? So it's not like I'm, I'm pulling all of these customers away from Amazon, I'm not. I, I tend to put them back in there and, sure. you know, we're launching a new product now 
go to our Amazon listing and see it there, right? Mm -hmm. it, it makes a, a great way of launching new products yeah. because you have a captive, you know, or active email list. Um, but we also, you know, we use Minichat mm -hmm. a lot, um, and that's a marketing tool as well. And you can, do, I mean, all of that ties together. It's all the, the, the QR code is essentially a Minichat link, sure. right? Um, but then you can you can capture email addresses and stuff like that from the people who are willing to do that for whatever incentives you you make available to them. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that is something everybody should be doing. It took me three years of being told over and over <laughs> and over that I should be doing this before I actually started doing it. Yeah. Um, but it has been um, incredibly rewarding uh, once we started doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. So I wish I'd been doing it from the beginning, but. Um, better late than never. Like business yeah. one one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, so so building your own customer base uh, mm -hmm. is definitely good. We also, um, for every one of our brands, we set up Shopify sites, and we actually get significant portion of our income through that as well. So we drive a lot of traffic to that as well. And of course, there you capture everybody's identity, yeah. mm -hmm. um, and you can use that to either drive more traffic back to the Shopify site, or you know, also send it to Amazon. Um, where do you draw that line? Where do you go, okay, obviously... It's kind of where I want to rank. Um, okay. Because uh, we, we, we tend to s structure our pricing so we make more or less the same profit on Shopify mm. as what we do on Amazon. Really? So I don't really have a big preference. Interesting. Right? So that way... You know, Why? Because on, Shopify, uh, on, on Amazon, they get free shipping, mm -hmm. sure. right? So we build our Shopify site, so we also do free shipping, mm -hmm. okay. right? On Shopify, I don't have to pay the 15% commission to Amazon, mm -hmm. which more or less offsets the free shipping, right? right? Sure. Okay. So in the end, I don't really care whether they go to Shopify or Amazon, okay. right? It, it depends on what am I trying to rank for So you right almost now. like drive enough traffic to make sure you maintain your rank on Amazon. Yes. And then pendulum swing over to Shopify once you've achieved that goal. Yeah, and what what happens a lot, I mean, these are brands where you're building up a brand name and, and you know, it, it tends to be consumable goods on these ones, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, if if a listing goes down on Amazon, um, those guys, they, they want the brand. If they can't get it on Amazon, they're just gonna type in the brand name, go to the website, and they're gonna buy it there anyway. Sure. So, so we see that happening. So. In the end, we don't have a big preference on you know, is it coming through Amazon or not. I want both to be active, mm -hmm. but I want the Shopify site to be there anytime Amazon kills a listing. <laughs> no, not kills, but suspends a listing. Sure, yeah. um, we, we've never actually had a listing completely killed, but we certainly have them suspended for the most ridiculous of reasons at times. Yeah. Right. And and that's just part of business. Yep. Yeah. It's part of doing business with, business with Amazon. And that is a very impeccable example of what has happened to us yeah. except our whole account was suspended but because we don't use the same business model it's someone else's product that's right so right. they went off of Amazon which is us we have exclusivity to these products on Amazon and they just went direct to the website and we lost all of it you know right and now if we had our own brand on on in this case that would be a perfect scenario where we don't then lose those sales you know so that's, I never really considered it that way, which is brilliante. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's, it's kind of a smart way to kind of like look at it. Like if you know that something is a certain way, there's no point in just 
ignoring that or right. letting it upset you or get to you. you just, Relying on hope. Yeah, right. <laughs> it kind of just, you just accept it for what it is. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, the other thing with Amazon, we, we've, because Amazon has been expanding so fast since 2013 when I came into it, I mean, I'm sure they were expanding fast before that as well. It wasn't all me driving the expansion. <laughs> um, but uh, Bezos calls you every year for Christmas. And <laughs> just want to say it again. Thank you. Thanks. Here's another Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, yeah. yeah. You're, you're welcome to do that, Jeff. Yeah, if you're watching. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. <laughs> no, I forgot where I was going with that. Sorry. Um, it was expanding before 2013. Yeah, but so, so... Meaning that's probably driving some of that growth even on your side. Well, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. You know, absolutely, uh, when Amazon expands, um, it, it expands the marketplace yeah. and there's more people available to buy your stuff and mm -hmm. to promote to and all of that. So so that definitely is, is you know, is a big part of that. Mm -hmm. um, also, there's a lot more sellers. So now you're sharing that much bigger marketplace yeah. with more sellers, of mm -hmm. course. Um, but um, it, it, it all grows nicely. The 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 thing that it took me a little time to realize is Amazon is growing so fast that they're you know they're bringing in new people all the time to deal with this yeah. right, and uh, pretty soon it became apparent that um, I know far more than <laughs> the Amazon <laughs> support person that I'm talking to. Oh yeah, right? because they're new and yeah, um, or they've been there six months, they've been there a year, but you know I've been in this for seven years now, and yeah. you know there's just a lot of stuff that they haven't haven't had time to see yet. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, can so, you imagine if like you're, you know, you, you run a business and you're like, you know, I've got this problem and I need to solve it with HR. They're solving a problem with HR might be bringing on a hundred thousand staff. Right. And has <laughs> can, can you imagine that yeah. is your solution to a problem yeah. and the headache that must produce on its own? Totally. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. No, it, it's chaos. I mean, yeah. you, you know, you expand and I mean, you, you, every time you expand, you're essentially, you know, engulfing a bigger area of chaos yeah. and trying to put order into mm -hmm. it, right? And uh, inside of Amazon, that must just be uh, unbelievable, right? Because, uh, yeah, I mean, I think probably 40% growth since COVID started, Yeah. what? And um, no, so in, in the middle of all of that, <laughs> they, they're having to expand, yeah. and, you know. I wouldn't want to be in charge of staff training, personally. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. No, just amazing. So. Uh, well, it's sort of an interesting position. If you're Amazon, you're you're you know you've got Congress breathing down your neck. You are expanding at such a rate you have a hard time even seeing straight. You're and if you're Jeff Bezos, you're already so damn wealthy. You don't need it anymore ever. Nothing, nothing. You don't right. need to make another cent in the, any of your generations. Somebody's got to pay to get to Mars. <laughs> So. Yeah, and then that, outside I guess of you that, start taking on, yeah, problems like that. I guess that's where that goes, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's kind of you know it goes back to what we said before. Is I mean, these kind of people they don't retire. You know, yeah. they mm -hmm. don't want to retire because it's too much fun solving these you know massive godlike problems. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, so. I think my point with all of that was you know you 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 kind of have to go. Amazon is growing enormously big yeah. and fast. And um, you know who Jason Flatley is, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. From Rapid Crush. And uh, I spent a fair bit of time with him at various get togethers and stuff like that. And one of his favorite things was Amazon is broken. 
but it's still the best damn system out there. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and you kind of have to take that, you know, um, philosophy at, at certain points is right. no matter how broken and frustrating it is, it has made you a lot of money yep. and yeah. it's just creating opportunities that are just, you know, unimaginable, uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago. If you can even just, just hold on, just, just don't fall off. You'll be, you'll be fine. Richer than you can imagine. Yeah. yeah. So then, okay. So that that's one area we, we, damn, we started at uh you know, buyer seller messaging and now we're here, but, um, Another area that obviously is seeing a lot of evolution, just constant, 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 constant change is PPC. So, how, okay, because obviously, and we've covered this with a couple of people, that it's just I don't think there's much to know about it, really. <laughs> you, you just turn it on, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a one-click deal. Like, <laughs> that, that's almost how it was. Back in know? the day. But that's the, how the, I did it. But the thing is, I mean, you know, so I, I came in in 2013, Google AdWords, was already way, way, way past that. But yeah. you know, I talked to many people who said, you know, yeah, in the beginning with Google AdWords, all you had to do was turn it on, and it made you rich. I it's mean, true. It, you know, it was just it un- made unbelievable. millionaires, yeah. many, right. many, many millionaires, and then they would change the algorithm, and they'd all go broke. Right. <laughs> and now someone else is a millionaire. Yeah. And yeah. and you know, so <clears throat> I came when I got into Amazon. I came from uh, SEO and PPC at that time on Google. And uh, and when we started on Amazon, they didn't even have PPC yet. And so I've seen the evolution that Amazon goes is, has gone through. It, w- it matched nearly exactly what I saw with Google. Yeah. Every, every three months, there'd be an update. There'd be a change. People would lose all of their money <laughs> that they were making and be up in arms about it. And then it get figured out again, right? And then it get changed again, and it's always going to be that way yeah. on Google, on on Amazon, on Pinterest. My Pinterest ads were like a penny a click, yeah. or or less, I think sometimes. Yeah. And but it's always going to be going through an evolution, and if you're going to make money today, you got to stay on top of it. Yeah, you I have know. to stay on top of it. The other thing is, I mean, just like Google AdWords, Amazon is going to they've had to mature, right? And the maturity is driven really by people exploiting the system. That's right. They're finding, how can we break this? How can we cheat? How can we get more than anybody else? And then they have to respond to this, Mm -hmm. and then they change things. They go, shit, we should have (laughs) And then it goes, you know, another three, six months or whatever, and then somebody's figured out how to game the system again, and then they have to make another change. I mean, if nobody gamed the system, it would just keep working, and it would probably work just fine, right? But, but they are entrepreneurs who, you know, specialize in gaming systems, and and that's kind of their business model. And right. even though it's not a sustainable way of doing a business, it makes them, you know, god awful amounts of money when yeah. they do it in the short term. And yeah. and yeah. and they'll come back, and they they have the confidence that they can do this again yeah. and sure. again and again. And they can afford to too. I think you and I have met a few of those people in yes, various places, and. You can afford to like uh, in our circles, like ASM circles, and some of these events. No, mo- just some of the other events uh, that okay. that yeah. that we've been to, because you know we we've been always going to the same places for a long time, anyhow. Yeah, and so you you meet people, you know, and is it is it like a bragging thing? They're like, oh yeah, you know, I just I, I broke Google AdWords. Blah, 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 blah. No, it's not that. It's 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 really. Um, what I find mostly is, I mean, it, they're smart people yeah. who 
are not afraid to lift up you know the mat and see what's underneath mm -hmm. and, and you know how does this really work and yeah. you know so to some degree it's curiosity of how can I make this even better right yeah. and you know I if you look at it if somebody came and told you that you know here's a little trick you can do mm -hmm. in your Amazon business and guaranteed it's gonna make you ten million dollars you know it won't work for very long most people are gonna go okay show me yeah right um, and You're like you got my attention <laughs> yeah exactly so so you know when somebody does this um, they will exploit some kind of a flaw or, or weakness in the system mm -hmm. and do it and it's hard to say well that's completely unethical sure to some degree you know it, it's 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 almost like computer viruses right if nobody had ever built a computer virus we would have security uh, you know, we would have no computer security. systems mm -hmm. that had no security on sure, them, yeah. right sure. so you kind of need that you know um, safety war games type situation yeah. to mm -hmm. have something really evolve and become extremely robust yeah. right um, and uh, same thing with infrastructure if our infrastructure in this country was not being attacked a lot it would not be secure yeah. sure. you know and, and then you're just waiting for somebody to come along you know 50 See, years later you. and yeah. yeah take the whole thing or, or crash the entire country with yeah. one fell swoop right so so then i guess the question is because i guess from the someone maybe looking at it from the outside with maybe more of an untrained eye if you were to go into seller central just crack open the advertising area you'd look at it and see just a mass complexity mm. at this point yeah so what that's a lot to understand. It's not really. How does a, it's not really. Get a grip it's that? not really all that complicated okay. a system. Um, you can understand the you know what they have. They have they have uh, they have profiles. Mm -hmm. They have campaigns, ads, ad groups, and keywords. Right, and then you know search terms, and that's that's kind of the the whole thing. Right. right in there, and then they have different categories that they do these things in, and intellectually understanding what those are. Is not really that hard, but just like you know, understanding chess intellectually is not that hard. You can understand the rules pretty soon, but the combinations, mm, yeah, you know, just goes out the roof. And you know, yep. and, and then you have you know millions of sellers implementing campaigns in various different millions ways of different and strategies. Yeah. And, and it you know now the complexity of the system gets to be incredible. Okay, that's a brilliant analogy. You can know what all the pieces on the chessboard do. But it's the combination of moves that makes the difference. So then, so then, what's this? Wh someone comes in because let's face it, there are, there are veteran sellers who still don't have a grip on PPC. So what would what would be? <laughs> I'm raising my <laughs> hand. For that. <laughs> <laughs> so what what would be the sequence in which you would sit, like if you had a, a you're you're you know master and you've got yourself a little apprentice, right? What are the things that you're going to say? Hey, master this, then this, then this. Where do you start someone? I think you have to start with the basics. And you just have, first, you have to understand how do they put this together? What is the structure? Mm -hmm. Right? Understand that. Um, but Like terminology? Start with the terminology. Okay. Understand what, what, the, what is a campaign exactly? How right. is that defined? You know, and what can you do with it? And you know, how can it apply to things? Good. Now, what is an ad group? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And what does an ad group consist of? Mm -hmm. And you know, it, it's it's really simple. It consists of an ad. Mm -hmm. And um, well, now I'm going blank. <laughs> um, 
So Group, maybe not so simple. But the <laughs> groups of ads in a campaign. Yeah, exactly. So um, if, if you get a grip on what those things are, yeah. then you can kind of go to the next level. But there really is no such thing as learning without experience. Okay. Right? You, you kind of There's have no to get in there. And, and, yeah. I mean, yeah. there is an ivory tower and, and you, you can learn from that, but it's not going to give you real world experience. Right. And that's the problem is, you know, this is a very real world because mm -hmm. there's millions of people out there trying to essentially game the system every single day, mm -hmm. right? And there's people who are just starting out and there's people who have millions of dollars at their disposal to get you know, very fancy computer systems to essentially do all the work for them, just like there is in day trading, you know? Yeah, um, or Bitcoin, <coughs> Bitcoin or, mining. Yeah, <laughs> it's, you know, you, to become an expert at something, somebody said that you have to spend about 10,000 hours at it right. to, to kind of become world class. And to a large degree, I find that is true. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you have to kind of roll up your sleeves, dig in there, get your hands dirty, and find out what it is you don't know. And when I dig in, I'm going to find things that I don't know. When you dig in, you're going to find something else, you know, yeah. that, that you don't know or understand, right? I and try then, generally digging with a trowel, but not a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't think there's a shortcut to it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and we tried a number of times to outsource it and regretted it every single time. Mm -hmm. um, just because it's, it's interesting that you say that, though, because like, okay. Kind of putting you on the spot a little bit because yeah. there's outsourcing, but then like for instance, we just created PBC Logic as managed by stats. Right. So where where does outsourcing fail and something like PBC Logic work? Why why is there like a difference there? One is reporting. Right. Okay. You have to be if you're providing a service like that, you have to be very responsible and accountable to your client. Yeah. On what you're doing and how is it working, right? Um, so, uh, all the ones we tried uh, had a six month, yeah, I think every one of them has at least three months, but I, I'm pretty sure they all had six month minimum, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going in there, you're committing to, I'm going to spend at least $2,000 a month for you to run my Amazon advertising sure. campaigns, right? And then they go, okay, and how much can we spend? And you say, well, you can spend up to this much, and yeah. now you're giving them a budget as well, right? Mm -hmm. And um, we found uh, in every single case they would overspend the budget and the you know and and they tell you in the beginning that hey we, we probably you know we're gonna need to spend for the first two months we're gonna spend more than you're comfortable spending and you know our system needs to learn what mm -hmm. it you know how it how to optimize yeah right and um, it's kind of like going to the chiropractor he's going I'm gonna do blah 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 and you're gonna feel crappy for the you first two weeks like while you're getting better, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, and, you know, so, so it's, it's the same, you know, bear with us, be patient for three months until we make this work for you. Right? Yeah. And, and unfortunately, they didn't. You know, they right. just spent a whole bunch of money and conversion rates went down and, you know, and, and we ended up paying, you know, ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 for the privilege of having <laughs> our campaigns ruined, yeah. right? Um, so uh, with PBC Logic, um, we built this because there's two aspects to all of this. Um, 
One is you need to, I mean, essentially selling on Amazon is a marketing business. Yeah, right? yeah. Anybody can get a product sourced and get it live and blah, blah, blah to do well. The marketing side of it is essentially mm. what this business is all about. Yeah. So if you don't know marketing, you're running a business that you don't know anything about. Sure. Right? So you have to understand the marketing side of it. It doesn't have to be Amazon PPC. It could be, you know, Facebook influencer ads, marketing, yeah. or you know, maybe you're great at driving AdWords, Google stuff to, to Amazon, sure. um, or social media marketing where you drive stuff. I mean, you, but you have to get good at some kind of marketing mm -hmm. to make yep. this work, right? Yep. Otherwise, you're completely sunk. Um, so with PPC Logic, um, we we came to the point where we get we understand this pretty well. We've spent a lot of time. We bought a bunch of courses. Um, made from courses. people who we made, made courses, courses yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, from people who really know what they're doing and, and you know make spend millions and make many more millions, right? Mm -hmm. um, who who say this is how you do it, this is how we do it, this is how you you could do it, right? Um, and after implementing a lot of that and being successful with it, we also kind of went. This is a full-time job. This is more than a full-time job. Yeah. Right? Because it is so data intensive that, I mean, you have to, essentially, you're giving yourself a full-time job of doing this, right? Yep. Or you hire somebody that you train up to where they can do it, and eventually, they're yeah. going to go, this is too much damn work, right? Yeah. And that's where we kind of went with PBC Logic. We went, okay, let's build a computer system that will do all the time-intensive, hmm. repetitive work. Uh, where we can just tell it this is what we want you to do and the machine will do the rest right and so it's like as the <clears> seller <throat> you're not really ppc logic isn't intended to replace you it's more it's almost like it's almost something to execute your planning regardless as a seller yes now using the software is not easy to teach someone right, right? Sure. um maybe that'll come at, at some point where we can just start selling it as a you know as a managed by stats service where you go in there and do all the work but it's, sure. you know right now we're going okay there's you have to understand what you're doing and you have to kind of crawl under the hood at times and and be able to do that and know what you're doing behind um, the wrench so <laughs> uh, totally and um so we said okay with pvc logic we're going to have this AI-driven thing mm -hmm. that is executing on strategies that we set in coordination with the the clients, mm -hmm. right, the subscriber, and we will manage it all for you, on, you know, day to you know day to day. But essentially, we are we're looking at it, you know, every few days at your account and just going, is it doing what we told it to do, mm -hmm. right? And is there something we need to tweak here? Um, and then making sure that the AI just keeps doing that. And it'll be in there on every single campaign and every keyword and every ad in there multiple times a day going, this is what I need to to tweak, mm -hmm. right? And it'll do the tweaks. Yeah. Um, and that is a level of involvement that you just can't do as a human. You know, if you have one or two campaigns, yes. Sure. But if you have 500 campaigns going, you know, it would drive you absolutely bonkers, and and it did for a long time. You yeah. know, uh, us trying to do that, so so that's what the idea was with PPC Logic. And then we went, okay. So what we didn't like about this when we were trying to outsource this to others was one locking us in for six months because sure. mm -hmm. you know the, I, I didn't like that and it cost me a lot of money. 
And two, I didn't, I couldn't really tell what they were doing, <laughs> right? And whether this was actually going to get anywhere, yeah. right? So with BBC Logic, we're going to send a report out every two weeks that goes, this is, you know, what happened in the last two weeks. Sure. This is whether things are getting better or worse, blah, blah, blah. This is, you know, so, so you can see exactly what we're doing all the time. And, you know, there's a, a monthly call where we sit down and we go, okay, so this is what we got done. And, mm -hmm. you know, do you have a new product now? Do we need to launch another one? Mm -hmm. You know, what are we doing? And what are the strategies? Are we, you know, are, we, are we trying to launch something here? Are we trying to just get profitability? Are we trying to rank? What are mm -hmm. we trying to do? Right. So, so you give them your statistics, your change log, and then you discuss it yeah. for whatever changes need to happen after. Yeah. Well, and, you know, so, so we are trying to be extremely responsive. Yeah, and transparent. And transparent yeah. on what we're doing and not lock you in, right? Because with PPC Logic, you can cancel any time. Mm -hmm. and, and that kind of gives, you know, we still want you to understand what it is we're doing, right? Not at, you know, not at the, you know, individual little transactions. Even our staff don't know what the AI is doing during sure. the day, yeah. right? You don't need to understand that. You just told it, this is what I'm going for. This is the, the end results that mm -hmm. we're trying to get to. And it's just moving things incrementally towards that. Um, and if things change in the marketplace, it sees that and it goes, oh, shifts. okay. You know, yeah. it, it shifts with it, right? And, and you just can't do that as a human. Yeah. It, it kind of, I guess it kind of begs the question for me. Um, I know that we've, we've talked about this. We had Mark on the show what, two, three, two, weeks ago. three weeks ago? Um, and he was saying, obviously, someone below us uh, income threshold of like 10 grand per month in gross revenue, it's not really right for them. But like someone who's actually got a successful business going, are we at the era or almost at the era where a service like this, I'm not just saying like PPC logic is the end all be all, but is are we almost at the point where a service like this with how complex it's gotten is almost essential? I don't know. I mean, it's if somebody's out there and they've built up, you know, a, a way of handling PPC that works for them and they are very profitable. Do they need this? No, they don't. I mean, they already, they already figured out something that works for them, right? right. Whether that's setting up, um, you know, virtual assistants or you know that that look at stuff every day and or or on a certain schedule and tweak things and stuff like that. I mean, certainly you can do a lot mm -hmm. with a system like that. If you have an Excel system that, you know, you have built that you understand and that tells you, hey, this is what you need to do right now. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I've seen a bunch of those Excel systems and some of them are absolutely brilliant. Yeah, sure. Um, we, we still use one. Yeah. And, you know, that can get you so far. Uh, and, and there's a number of services out there that, um, they will look at all your data and they'll tell you these are the things that you need to do. Mm -hmm. And you know, and we tried some of those services as well. And the, pr the problem with those, there's no commitment, right? So that's fine. Um, but you end up with a list of these are the, you know, 297 <laughs> things that you that need to do. You have to do. And then you have to go into Cell Central and now you have to implement those yeah, things, sure. right? And you know, pretty soon you get to, you know, complete oh utter my God. overwhelm. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it becomes so tedious, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm on I'm on the side of the spectrum where it's like someone can do that? Here you go. 
you do that, yeah. right? You know, and and Jade as well. Our PPC being one of the things because the the way we never became proficient at it because our brands, which were other people's brands that we had exclusivity to, didn't have a margin for uh, advertising. Mm, right. So we never did it, you know. So now that we do have our own brands, it's kind of funny because when we started selling on Amazon, there was no PPC. And when there was, it was a, sure, uh, do that for me, you know? Right. And then our, our, we had a campaign running for eight, seven years or eight years where our ACOS was 8%, right. you know? And I never touched it. Mm-hmm. And that was the last campaign we did. <laughs> You know, with the exception of a few trials here and there and ran ran out of inventory and so on and so forth. So at this stage, even though we're a decade seller, I don't know PPC as well, nearly as well as I need to sure. in order to get to the point where I should be with my brands. So Yeah, yeah. and especially what happened is, you know, in the last two years, yeah. Amazon just kind of went, okay, if you're not running PPC, you, you're not going to rank. Yes, right. right. And, you know, so... It matured, matured to the point where they went, you know, there's a lot of money being left on the table here if we don't get mm. people to run ads, yeah. right? Um, and there's so many people who are willing to pay for ads on any category sure. that, yeah. you know, they just went, okay, if you if you want to play, you have to pay. Yeah. And, you know, and, and yeah, they they didn't have to give it away for free anymore. Yeah. And, and they're not. Yep, you and know. that that was actually that brings up the other point. We never had to do ads to launch a brand, mm. uh, launch a product. We just put it on, and then we would tell friends. Yeah, and that was about it. And then it was a success. Ah. Success. Yeah. Like it would just start going on its own. All it needed was a little doink, and down the hill it rolled, and money came in, and you yeah. know, and it ain't that way anymore. So today we're kind of in the 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 area where you have to have sort of a system, you have to have some something legitimate going into PPC advertising. You do. You can't really just fly by the seat of your pants anymore. No, I, I don't think so. No. I, and in a way, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Again, I, I see it as a, you know, the, the marketplace has matured. Mm-hmm. Um, they have mm-hmm. a robust uh, advertising system in there. And... Um, now that I'm in there and I've been in there and I have figured this stuff out, it's also a barrier to entry for other people. Sure, yeah, right? yeah. But it's only a barrier for the people who will not take the time and the care to actually learn how to handle the system. Sure. Right? Um, as soon as somebody does that, they're on the other side of the barrier. Now, you now know, they're in. Now yeah. they're in, right? Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing with you know all the, the, the gating and the categories and stuff like that. You have oh, to gosh. apply for... You know, yeah. uh, I want to sell, you know, hand sanitizer. Well, no, you can't because, you know, one, because of COVID, and two, because, hey, it's got um, ethanol in it and it's flammable. And, right. you know, I, I mean, there's, you know, so many different things that come into yeah. trying to get the most profitable things up there mm-hmm. that you kind of have to run this this gauntlet of, of barriers. Mm-hmm. And the gauntlet's gotten more complex. Like It's w- gotten more complex. When but again, it, you know, it, it's... For the guys that are on that have gone it, you know, run yeah. run the gauntlet and, and they're on the other side, it's an advantage. Yep. And you know, it, it's frustrating when you run into it. Yeah. 
Um, but it's kind of like, okay, that's what makes this business work. And if it was that easy, everybody would do it. Sure, yep, right? sure. So, and, they, and they did in the beginning. And they did in the beginning. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so then closing question topic. Um, we, we've been talking about kind of like where Amazon is today. But I would say that probably a, a good way to operate in any business would be to give it a look at where it's going to be next year. Um, what are changes that you... I'm not talking like inside skinny, but I mean like if you look at and you've you've been in Amazon long enough to know kind of like how things go. Where where are the next changes that we're going to see Amazon take? Good question. Yeah, and I don't know that I'm qualified to <laughs> to answer that. Um, um, where is it going? I mean, certainly Amazon is very cognizant of the fact that most of their revenue is coming from third-party sellers. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's people like us, right? Mm -hmm. It's not Amazon's own brands that are growing the most. That's uh, because they don't know how to build <clears throat> listings. <laughs> they probably know how to build listings, but not well enough. I mean, right, so, right, so right. Sure. people that are in Amazon are not, they're employees. Yes. They're not entrepreneurs, and you know they're, they're gonna get a paycheck whether that listing works or not, mm -hmm. right? Whereas for you and me, if that listing doesn't work, we're not making any money. We're, we're not. We're not. It. We're not yeah, feeding our kids. Quick. You know, and yeah, we are going to fix it. Yeah. You know, we're going to take the time to split test it, and mm -hmm. you know, we're going to go out there and pay for, you know, twenty different main images for our mm -hmm. listing, right? That are all awesome, and then we're going to split test them and see which one does the best, yep. right? And an employee at Amazon is just not going to do that, mm -hmm. right? Um, and sometimes, you know, doing that on a broad scale is not always uh, good economy. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, so so we are going. You know, I know this product is going to work. I'm going to make it work no matter what, and I'm going to spend four hundred dollars on good photography, or eight hundred, or sometimes you know thousands of dollars. Yeah. And it hardly even matters how much you spend. It hardly even matters because the images are so incredibly important. Yeah. Right. So we're going to take the time to do that. Right. And uh, we're going to find a photographer who does this with you know fantastic flair and artistry and you end up with something that's just you know really really appealing. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, whether that helps sell the product or not, it certainly will help draw attention to the listing. Yeah, right. Sure. And then the rest of it is, you know, whatever else you do to convert well. Um, so, uh, but back to your question, where is Amazon going? Amazon is catering to third-party sellers, and um, they've been for the last couple of years rebuilding their the API. Mm -hmm. The API is how do you, you know, that's how MBS connects to Amazon and collects your data and right. gives it back to you. Um, that, you know, computer talking to computer uh, system is the API. And uh, the M uh, MWS was the existing API that we've been using for a long time, right? Um, and I don't even remember what MWS stands for, but it's, yeah. It stands for something. Something. Carry on and I'll uh, um, get a little but, Google. Uh, but that API is probably built on a system that's 20 years old, yeah. right? And it was beginning to squeak and creak. <laughs> and so for the last couple of years, they've been you know, building it um, on an extremely modern platform from the ground up and making this new system 
work incredibly well, right? And um, and uh, and it work in a way that uses marketplace web service connector. There you go. Okay, good. Never now, heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? And um, so so they are really gearing up for that and making it possible for not only uh, I mean a lot of big sellers will build their own interface mm. to Amazon, yep. right? Um, big companies will do that. Small sellers, obviously, building software is is you know can be a big expense. Yeah. And that's where managed by stats and, and all the stuff. other tools out there come in, right? Because they essentially you know do this in a way that that works for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so so that system is is being developed fast and and is making things a lot easier. And you know, they will keep making tools um, that work better and better for sellers. Mm -hmm. um, and they are supporting. I mean, when when I started Managed by Stats in 2015, there was not very many tools available at sure. all. I believe there was zero except for Managed by Stats. No, I think there was a couple of others. Was there? Yeah, there were. Oh. Um, but uh, but it was it was brand new at the time. Yeah. Now now there's you know there's quite a few of them yeah. out there, um, and Amazon you know came up with a the developer council where they invite all these third party tool developers um, to attend and you know see what's coming next and, and stuff like that. And that's been you know until COVID hit, that was you know every six months we would go out right. there and meet with them on that, and that gives you a lot of insight, skin you know what's coming next and yeah. stuff like that. Um, Amazon's also rolling out um, something called Amazon Attribution, mm -hmm. um, which allows you essentially to track what happens with um, traffic you drive right. in from Google and Facebook mm -hmm. and, and similar services, right? So that you can actually see what works. Are, your, are your advertising dollars on those platforms, converting, are right? they actually converting into sure. sales on Amazon? Um, obviously, with PPC, you get all that data. Um, but it has not been possible to do it mm -hmm. the other way. Mm -hmm. um, the The first version of that system was a little clunky to use. Um, the The new one is all API driven, okay. so it you know they're not building a, a seller central type interface right. for it, but it's all um, API driven, and that is far far sleeker. And I think that's going to give sellers a huge um, boost in. Doing driving outside traffic to Amazon and yeah. seeing how it converts, and it's obviously this is going to help Amazon incredibly as well sure. because yes. there'll be an enormous amount of outside traffic yeah. going in. Yeah, people are already doing it. They just can't track whether somebody bought. They can see that someone clicked the link, they went to a landing page, and from the landing page they clicked the link, and then they went to their listing. That's but it. but that's it. Yeah. Did they buy? They don't know. Right. And that right. connection is going to be made. Yeah. So there's there's definitely a good answer to the future of Amazon. Yeah, and and we you know we we are we kind of following that, and and we'll I'm sure we'll build something into MWS that that you know lets you track that stuff and all of that. Um, but being able being MBS. able to MBS, yeah, yeah. Uh, being able to tweak and split test what you're doing on on AdWords mm -hmm. in terms of Amazon will let you figure out what actually works, yeah. and you know the feedback. From Amazon, that they're already getting on this is is immense. You know, oh, good. It's very interesting because it almost seems like it's not necessarily going to make things okay. In some senses, it'll make things easier. In some senses, but in some senses, it's just going to broaden the gap between where someone starts and where someone can get 
to really take their business to that next and the next and the next level. Yeah. So good thing because otherwise you there was just the chasm and you just had to figure out how to jump and hopefully fly across the chasm. But right. but it seems like that again, like you're saying, you almost like someone what someone can predict is that this platform is going to continue to get more and more mature mm-hmm. and they're going to make things more possible and that's just it's gonna keep going. Yeah. And it's like an onion. There's just adding layers, layers, layers and layers. <laughs> and if you want to, if you want to start selling on Amazon, buy an onion, and then that's what you have to watch do. Watch Shrek. <laughs> watch Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's. I mean, everything that Amazon is doing today is building upon the years of stuff that they've learned, and the changes they make are to what they've already built. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I would say if you get into, I mean. Amazon is by far the easiest way of launching a new business, right? Because they, they, yeah. they've removed so many of the things that a normal business has to deal with. Yeah. Inventory, yeah. fulfillment, and mm-hmm. the warehouses, and mm-hmm. all of that stuff, right? And and being able to scale from, you know, three units a day to 300, 300 yeah. um, with, with, you know, essentially no pain, yeah. other than just, can I get new inventory in there fast right, enough, right? right. Um, they're going to continue evolving this to make things easier and easier and easier for people. Of course, it's a bigger and bigger marketplace yep. and more and more competitive as well. Yep. But it's still by far the easiest way of building a business. And once you start building on Amazon, then go out there and get a Shopify and go out and you know start building up the other channels as mm-hmm. well so that if Amazon decides to suspend your account, which I know never happens, um, no. Then you they know it, it's not a panic. Yeah, never. I've never been suspended on all of my accounts, and I've also never panicked. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Very cool. Okay. Well, um, I'm sure that this is already you know a an hour and a half podcast <laughs> to begin with. Um, We're not sorry we took up this much of your time. Yeah, and you know, it's always it's always interesting. There's the there's the two sides of the same coin of like, yeah, it's long, but this is, you know, we're talking to someone who's been selling as long as basically anyone else has been selling on the platform. Sure, I'm sure there's people who've been selling longer than you. Yeah, but absolutely. But the but the density is far yeah. less. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you very much for being on the show. I'm sure we'll have you on again in some capacity, maybe more specific about managed by stats tools. But I think it was very good to give someone kind of like a peek behind the scenes of where MBS comes from. Yeah. And it's it's it's, it's good to see that. It's good yeah. to see that. That's good to have a chat. Yeah. Always. Cool. And, well, very. And absolutely. Anyway, if if starting an Amazon business. Um, for us has been life-changing yeah. you know not just on Amazon but you know in many many other areas as well because it, it really just gives you opportunities that you otherwise would never have had sure yep um, and uh, uh, you know I would say jump in mm-hmm. and learn fast faster yeah. than you No, just because um, you can study and research all you like, but you don't gain any experience until you actually have a product selling on Amazon. Because again, all that stuff is really building up to where you can start marketing, which is what the business is all about. Right. 
You don't want to be a, a book knowledge surgeon. Right. Hmm. Yeah, okay. where you've okay. never been in, put it into practice. Do, it, do I have to explain that one? No, no, no it's good. We'll, it we'll just, just a, cut it right here. We'll just, just, let's just end, end the uh, podcast about 13 seconds ago. Speaking of end, good. Well, with that, I would say that we, uh, we, we, we've taken up all the time that I'm sure you will allow us to take up. Um, definitely uh, like, share, give us five stars. Um, you know. Six. Yeah, yeah. If you can figure out a way of manipulating <laughs> Apple to give us six stars, we'll take it. Other than that, um, we'll see you next week with another episode. Uh, take care. Have a great day. Cheerio. Yeah. Rock on.